Yeah, well, that 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 feeling uh, when you visit a farm and and the producer say to you that that well how thankful they are. Uh, it is well that sense of of you feel proud of doing this because they are being honest with, with that feedback. Welcome to another episode of All Things Coffee. Today we are in Colombia and have the honor of hosting special guest Jaime Gano. Jaime is a key member of the team at Caravella Coffee and in his position as country manager of Colombia and Ecuador, he has seen and been a part of everything that makes our relationship with Origin so special. We will explore his wealth of experience, the unique skills that he brings to the table and gain an inside look into the future of the coffee industry in Colombia. Actually, Jaime, what is your official role at Caravella? Well, my current role is country manager, but uh, yeah, well, hope to be one day the CEO of the company. Cool, <laughs> awesome. And where are we currently? Well, currently we're in a purchase station in, in Planadas. Yep. Uh, this Planadas is in, in a department of Tolima. So it's a huge and important department for coffee growers. So yeah, that's, that's where we are. Awesome. And Jaime, tell us a little bit about, about your job, like what you do. All right. So, well, uh, as a country manager, you are in charge of doing uh, the, the whole process from the purchase station, doing the milling and the processing, and also doing the logistics to be exported. And also you got contact with the sales offices as well and also the relationship with the producers and this whole change is part of my responsibilities. Wow, so it's really big. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and so do you look after just Colombia? Yeah, well, I, I do Colombia and Ecuador. Oh, wow, awesome. And so how, how did you find a job or get into a role like this? Yeah, well, my story is a little bit particular because I am a mechanical engineer. So um, my, my first job was in aircraft industry then I started doing projects and then was in consumer goods. And then I was in dairy industry with yogurt, milk and all this part. And yeah, a friend of mine, um, I, was, I was a little bit tired in, in the dairy industry. And a friend of mine, Paul, just called me because my birthday. And she said, well, yeah, I'm looking for a, for a person with different skills that, that usually are in the coffee industry and are you interested? And I said, yeah, I don't know anything about coffee, but yeah, as every Colombian feels connected with coffee because it's an important product for Colombians, I said, yeah, well, something's interesting. So I decided to to make the process and yeah, during during the process, I, I, I started to, to studying some things about coffee that, that I had no idea before working for Caravella. And yeah, I started there and, and, and was an opportunity. And at the beginning, I was the deputy manager. So I was in, for, in charge of the production and exports and logistics. And yeah, part of my, my ideas were being part of the new developments, new processes, redesigning the processes. So because being, being outside the organization was, was having a different point of view mm. and bringing this, this experience to the coffee industry. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, tell us about some of those experiences you've had in the past and how they kind of affected the role that you currently are in. Well, there are a lot of experiences because um, 
the coffee industry is a very traditional industry in Colombia. It's, it's very important. But May I just stop you for one second? Just so for the audience out there, in Colombia, they call coffee cafe, yeah, correct? Correct. That's so right. when he's saying cafe, he does mean coffee. So that's a good uh, little <laughs> clarification. But yeah. go on, Homo. So yeah, that's that, awesome. That's, that's right. So yeah, well, the, 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 all the coffee industry, uh, well, it's important, mm. but it's a little bit... Uh, old industry mm-hmm. so I think um, most of the processes are, are a little bit uh, yeah, obsolete so yeah most of my experiences were bringing more technologies and redesigning the processes mm. uh, finding different ways to do the things like uh, implementing new machinery being more efficient and trying to be more efficient in terms of energy, saving energy, uh, saving yeah, materials and reducing reprocesses. So, and also everything based in a structure of, of uh, in a specific way to making projects, having budgets, scopes and all of this. So mm. that was how my previous experience was implemented in the coffee industry. Yeah, because we went to the mill the other day and the mill is where uh, a lot of the coffee from all the regions come to um, and they get processed there um, from you guys and it was actually pretty phenomenal to see all the technology changes that you've kind of implemented and you're actually explaining about some of the impact that you have had there and um, I would like you just to explain maybe how those technology changes has enabled us back in Australia uh, to receive better quality coffee. Like how how does that actually improve the quality of the coffee? Yeah, well, uh, having having better machinery and better processes, well, you can more more controls, more point of control, so you get a, more data to make analysis and make decisions. Mm. So when when you're able to make these decisions during the process, you can control more the result of the process. So mm. you're aware of what, what you are doing and also you can have better coffees and better results. Mm. Well, also with, with well better use of the machinery and, and better performance as well. And yes, yeah, saving time, uh, reducing the labor time and giving well, more and more, more benefits for the labor and, and employees for Carola as well. For sure. I, one of the things that blew me away the most when we were there was how many times you guys were checking over coffee and how many processes uh, the, the staff there were, were really going through it thoroughly. Uh, is that normal? Not really. Not really. It's part of, of how we do the, the, the process and, and, and probably the result of the consistency is because how we are well, we are so strict doing all the analysis in every single step. So, and it is not only in the dry mill. The dry mill is only one step. The, well, the whole process starts here in the purchase station. When we do um, a very tailed and, and, and a process with a lot of controls from the beginning, of course, you're going to have a better result at the end. Mm-hmm. So every single control starts from the purchase station, and then we continue doing this in the, in the dry mill. So it is not normal, but is the way that we can, well, that we are sure and we can guarantee that we are having a, a consistent and, and great product. Mm. Can you explain to me a little bit just about how uh, the process actually works from, you know, from the farm you're saying, and then that's how you said it begins. 
all the way to, I guess, shipping off to Australia, America, New Zealand, England. Like, what are those steps and, and how do you guys, you know, play a part in all that? Right. Yeah, well, the process begins uh, at the farm. Yeah, of course, it is part that is controlled with the farmers. So we start having the contact with them. And then we create a relationship with them uh, in the purchase station. Mm-hmm. So based on, on the analysis that we do during a purchase station, we create the first relationship. So there is also important that during this step, we got uh, feedback and we got, uh, yeah, acceptance or rejections on, or, or different ways to to understand what is happening with the coffees and uh, what is happening at the farm. And then we do the process here in the purchase station, we do the quality analysis, and then we purchase the coffee from here. Where we move the coffee through our logistics and, and managing well the trucks and all, all, moving all this coffee from here to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And then in the warehouse in Armenia, we do all the processing, which is um, milling, uh, selecting by size, weight, density, and color. And then we prepare the coffee to be exported. Yeah, well, wow. the last step is coordinating that coffee to be moved to the port, and then we do the export. Mm. Wow, it's pretty phenomenal, and that's something that I've been blown away with coming over here is just how many hands touch this coffee. It's so much work to get this coffee from the farms, which to be honest, kind of blew me away of how steep these hills were, yeah. where these coffee is growing. And I don't want to exaggerate, like in Australia, it, honestly, I'd almost call it a cliff, like a straight cliff, the way that these coffees were, were growing on the side of the hill. You're looking down there going, i got no idea how these farmers picked this coffee. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And when we were there, which was really cool, was I was kind of noticing um, the power of the pecker staff. And I'd love for you to explain to us what is PECA and how do they, you know, why are they so important to Caravella? Yeah, well, PECA PECA is is part of the core of the company. Uh, It is is how we can do uh, the quality, honestly. Or, or we can we can get an influence in the quality because because the quality is is done by the farmers mm. and the producers. But um, yeah, PECA is the uh, program, the educational program that we created. It's a free program that we um, this company we recommend and we visit the farms to understand what is happening in the farm and create contact with the farmer, and then. Um, promote the better practices to get in and increasing the quality. But of course, who is in charge of, of all the changes and all the investments is, is the producers. But we recommend we stay with them t- together. We get uh, from them samples and then we do feedback. And with all this cycling process, we can, we can help them to get better quality. Mm. Yeah, I really noticed that when we were at the farms yesterday, the power of what you guys have done with implementing that program because you could just tell how thankful, I guess, how thankful the farmers were for that program. They're going, you know, Caravelle have really invested time and energy into education of, you know, soils and understanding places of growth, how to to deal with pests and how to deal with like rust or how to deal with all different types of things that coffee growing has with issues like all the issues that do 
having that. And they just felt super thankful for that because I just was going, wow, that's such a great thing that Caravelle has created. And I don't know, I felt, although I'm not from Caravelle, I felt proud to be even connected to Caravelle when I was seeing that. Yeah, well, that, 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 that feeling uh, when you visit a firm and, and the producer say to you that, that, well, how thankful they are. Uh, it is, well, that sense of, of you feel proud of doing this because they are being honest with, with that feedback. But what is interesting in, in this point is that um, as the coffee industry in Colombia is, is, is well, passed through generations. So if they, it, it is common that you see producers that are isolated because both the land, the distance. So they are running the same practices all the time. So if, if they don't have any, anybody that coming to, to say that there are new practices and better practices, so they could be doing the same the whole time. So this is why they, when, when they accept a visit from Pereka, they are open to, to make changes. And, and when these changes are successful, well, of course they feel thankful for that. Because mm. at the end of the day, right, quality equals better prices. Yeah. And so for you guys to help them out in that way, uh, it's such a great financial benefit for them. And we really do believe in that that system of to be sustainable, you need to be profitable. Like that's just a hand-in-hand thing. Like I think sometimes we, we think that profit is evil, but really at the end of the day, if you can't be profitable, you can't feed your family, you can't keep the industry going and that's a really scary thing right that you know we really want to make sure that it's a win-win situation for you know for these these farmers and then also all the way to our side to the campus coffee when we're actually selling it to the consumer as well so yeah i was really i felt really i don't know moved almost by by seeing that you know the power of education in that in that situation yeah well talking about for Profitably, of course, we we, we we understand that that it is necessary to be sustainable. There is there is no way to to be sustainable without being profitable. Yeah, and also in in in, in the farms, it is really necessary. And in the in, in general, in the coffee industry, it is something that that it is not easy to understand because, for example, you get only one harvest, one harvest, so there is only or maybe two harvests. But with the main harvest. In that specific time of the year, you need to be profitable because it's the only chance that you get to be profitable. So the rest of the year, you will you will live with the amount of money that you can get from that that moment. So wow. so you need to plan this. You need to be to be enough profitable for having money for the rest of the year. Right. So this is why it is so important. And the education is is so important because it's a way to understand only also how to be profitable. Because as part of the education is, is understanding how, how the financial part in the farm works and, and how they can well manage the cost and, and, and make the math to understand what they, they need to be profitable as well. So part of the education is understanding how, how they can use the money in a proper way and mm. do the investments as well. So all this is part of the education. Wow. Of course, it's important. Well, that's cool. I actually even understand that you guys did that as well. So actually how to help financially make the rest of the year sustainable for them as well. 
That's really cool. And so regarding the farmers um, currently, or maybe let's just say Colombian coffee, what are some of the biggest struggles that, you know, people in Colombian coffee are dealing with at the moment? Well, well, it is not new, but it's something that is happening right now is that, well, the volatility of the prices, of course, because in, in every, every single business, well, you need to plan and to have forecast to plan your for profitability, of course. And there is something that is quite impossible when you get that, that volatility. So there is something that right now in Colombia, all the farmers are, are worried about what is going to happen because they are not able to see what is going to happen with markets. So this is why we, we think that the quality and the premiums that are given by the quality are, are, are reducing the volatility and the risk. So every producer or every farmer feels more comfortable for having a kind of security mm. and, and having how, how to see how it's going to be the, the, the coffee that they're producing. Because the thing with, with coffee is that they're producing the coffee right now. They're, 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 they're planting the trees or doing everything in farms but the result is going to be in the future so they need to have a lot of, of security from this point to feel secure until they have the full harvest mm. so because it's not immediate it's not producing right now and having the coffee right now it is something that you're right now and you're going to have nine months ahead so there is something that that, that kind of uncertainty is, is a little bit difficult to handle for the farmers mm. so that's that's a problem that, that are having right now the producers yeah I actually overheard you saying this and correct me if I am wrong, uh, but you said, you know, at Caravella, you guys are passionate about quality coffee and you're passionate about, you know, just receiving it no matter what. And you're saying like, you know, if, we, if there wasn't 86 coffee that came in and we didn't have somewhere to provide it, we would take it anyway because that's the core of our business. That's what we believe in. And so we want to make sure that if farmers are producing this level of quality, that we're finding a place for them to be able to sell it. And is that true? Yeah, it's totally true. When, when in, in a purchases station, when, when somebody comes with a 86 plus coffee or, or, or a very outstanding coffee, there is no way to say to us to, to not purchase that coffee because there is something that we are always promoting so there is something that, that is the result of, of what we have been working for the last 20 years. So, so there is no way to say no. So mm. we always receive that coffee. We always value that coffee. We send samples everywhere. We enjoy the coffee. We share with our analysts, with the coordinators, with the quality directors and say, oh, let's see that coffee. And we, we generate a lot of discussion about these coffees mm. because it's, it's, it's our purpose in, in things, to see the result of the quality having these high quality coffees so of course it's, it's something that we really we really love to see mm. and this is the result that is still working yeah I felt that was, that was really cool because I know from a, a business side of things it would be almost challenging to go like oh we don't know where the end result of this is going so we're taking on a risk but because it's your core value and it's what you guys truly believe in that quality above all else is the most important thing that would rather take the risk of receiving that coffee and finding a place than like giving away our core value and giving up on that. And so, I don't know, when I just overheard you saying that to someone, I was like, well, that actually is pretty risky, but it's also really honorable to be putting that at the forefront. And I thought like, wow, that's, that's something. Again, I was like, I'm proud to be a part of Caravella. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm proud that we're so connected with Caravella. And um, 
it is really special. Yeah. Well, it, it is it is a risk, but it's something that I compare personally. Like uh, if you like uh, adrenaline and and sports, like uh, yeah, uh, a particular sport with adrenaline, of course it's a risk. But if you are enjoying it, it's worth it. Yeah. Right. So in the case of that, yeah, we are having risk in that high, high quality, but we are sure that that definitely we are going to find a home for that coffee and that coffee is going to be valuable for every, well, for everybody or who, who decide to purchase that coffee. So it, there is a risk, of course, but we are pretty sure that that coffee is going to get a home. Yeah, it's a calculated risk as well, like you're saying. And yeah. you, you know when you like create a good product, like people just come to it anyway. And that's the kind of thing that, like, you know, you know this product's good. You, you don't have to really worry that someone's going to want this thing. And so that's really awesome. So what do you see some of the, I guess, exciting things for the future of Colombian coffee? Like, you know, we talked about some of the struggles. What do you think are some of the, you know, exciting things that you think is for people to know about Colombian coffee uh, that's happening in the future, you reckon? Well, we're facing different things in Colombia. Um, of course, there are some trends that are that are common to come in Colombia. Well, Colombia is, is pretty famous for having washed coffees, mm-hmm. but of, co- of course, processes are becoming more 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 trend more trendy. So yeah, we are seeing more honeys, more naturals, and this is a trend because of course, producers are trying to to be in difference and having maybe a, an alternative of having a, a single producer edition or something like that. So the, every producer wants uh, a kind of recognition. So this is something that is a trend. But in general, uh, there is also, um, well, the people are, are always more, more looking for quality, for increasing the quality. So I think the trend of the general, in general of the country is increasing the quality and being more focused in that, spot, in that part. Um, but yeah, there is also uh, something important that is there is also a challenge. But is we have seen some some things that are running good. Is the what is happening with the next generations? Mm. Because uh, there are some some places in Colombia where where the coffee industry is probably the fifth or sixth generation of farmers. But there is also another, another departments where the second or the third generation. So this difference is is how we approach the next generations and how. The new generation is getting involved with. For example, yesterday in, in our visit was was really good to see how despite the the, the son and daughters of the family are already professionals and is a civil engineer and a lawyer, they still want to continue the business in coffee. So mm-hmm. they are not wanting to go to the city and practice the well the, the their university studies, but they want to stay making the, the, the firm as a business model. So this is what I think, well, we need to have more next generation and more people encouraged to continue the coffee industry because of course it's a challenge, but yeah, in a positive way, I think it is the future of the coffee industry in Colombia. Hmm. Have you find found uh, technology to affect that? Uh, yeah, well, I think technology is, is something that is related with the social media. Mm-hmm. In this case, for example, the, the the next generation are getting more involved in social media and they use this, this kind of platform to show what they are doing and share experiences. Mm. So I think, yeah, that's the technology that they're most using for spread this. 
Are you finding that next generations are TikToking around farms or uh, <laughs> doing storytelling around yeah. farms? Is that is that yeah. actually happening? Yeah, it's actually happening. It, it, it is it is it is probably new, uh, but yeah, we have seen this because there there is more access. Of course, there are some farms where there is there is no internet. So this part is, is still a little bit challenging in the whole country. But when the, the farm get access to internet and well, right now every single person has a, a mobile and access to social media, uh, you start to see these, these TikToks and, and new posts about what is happening in the farms. Mm. And in different ways, sometimes are educational, sometimes are funny. Well, mm. as you know, social media has space for everything. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting and quite cool, you know, like it's uh, talking back to that educational part of stuff that particularly that Becca from you guys in Caravella do is that the social media is going to allow that next generation to have access to community and to uh, education on what they can do to their farms to raise that quality so that, you know, I can just imagine, you know, you're telling us about the story. What was the family's name that we saw yesterday that had the son? It was Maribel and and Alejandro. Yes, yes. And their son, you know, as a lawyer and also probably very tech savvy on his social media, like his ability to, you know, access that information to raise that quality level. I'm sure it would be phenomenal what that is yeah. going to do to their coffee as well. And also what is particular is, uh, well, his son that is also finishing civil engineer, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's trying to find a ways to use his knowledge in, in, in making better infrastructure mm-hmm. to be applied into the farm. Mm-hmm. So this is, well, n- not only social media, but also all their knowledge it is it is part of how how they are trying to find alternatives to to increase the quality. Maybe, for example, making a better structure for the wet mill in mm, the farm, mm. or making better tanks. Mm-hmm. So th- this is the kind of things that they are they are doing. And of course, when they get these 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 the investments, well, they share with social media, and of course, it's a, a kind of creation the knowledge and sharing the the knowledge as well. Mm. That's a part of education. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I never even really thought about that. And I think that's, you know, something, one of the benefits of social media. I'm probably not the world's biggest fan in general of it, but I do understand that there's certain times and spaces where it can be so amazing. It can really, I guess, uplift communities and connect people. Because even like the farms that we went to yesterday are so far away from everything else. And they are very challenging to get to and in and out. And if there's rain, that the the roads almost are closed, and it is really tricky. So for some, in particular, young people, uh, to stay on these farms and feel uh, still feel a connection with people around them, I guess to some extent, social media might even allow that as well, which would be pretty interesting. Yeah, but also, also. Part of the what is what is important to to get the next generation involved in the in the coffee industry is when they are considered as a part of the business, part of the firm, mm-hmm. or if there is a way to get any income or any participation of of, of the profit of, of the firm, mm-hmm. because. It, this is how, how social media can can match this because if that with they can generate income 
with this and and they start to see as a business the the firm it is of course what i think in my personal opinion the uh, the way to pass through the next generation mm. wow yeah that's so interesting i love that and so for yourself with caravella like What do you guys see personally as the future for Caravella? Like, where do you see the, the next few years taking you guys and what, what do you see exciting that's kind of coming ahead? Well, that, that's, that's, that's a really interesting question because as Caravella, we, we used to be one of the first ones in, in, in the quality industry. Right now, we got a lot of competitors. So I see the company personally see it being more innovative, creating new processes, leading leading the, the on-time exporting, leading the performance, leading getting getting more more customers and, and, and roasters interested in, in getting better qualities. And yeah, I see I see the future as a as a well keeping the reputation that we have. Mm. And yeah, it's just there is a lot of things to do. Yeah, totally. And what do you see your own personal, like what are your own personal goals and aspirations for you know, the next five years or so? Well, personally, well, right now, probably Colombia is uh, the biggest origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what, what I really like is to see the other origins making a lot of investments and, and, and trying to have as much as possible. Well, you know, we got different countries, different cultures as well, but having as much as possible, all the standards, everything is standardized and having, well, this same performance that we got in Colombia uh, and the rest of the operations. I mean, it is it is because, well, Colombia has 20 years, the operation has 20 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe the other ones are, are younger than, than Colombia. So having, well, the all operations at the same level that Colombia has was probably what I personally want, want to see and probably want to to be part of this. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so many amazing coffee like locations, particularly close to here as well, right? You kind of just, I feel like we're almost on the the bean belt. Well, I know the bean belt is more the equator, but I feel like this is, I don't know, maybe the bean hub or something of, of well, I guess, Central South America. Uh, it is phenomenal. You just kind of look at the map. You're like, oh, there's great coffee in Peru. There's great coffee in Colombia. Yeah. Great coffee in Guatemala. You just keep on looking at all these places. And you're like, oh, it's there's just so much great coffee around these this area. And yeah, it'd be exciting to see you know Caravella growing all those little areas as well. Um, where do you you know see potentially the biggest growth opportunity in all those spots? Well. Yeah, personally, uh, I well, personally, I'm seeing the 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 growth in Mexico, in Peru as well, mm-hmm. and but but having all these these spots is is part of how Carabella strategy is is that it's based on the diversification. Mm. So we all we consider that that our model is is great for having in in every Latin American countries. So it is successful. Uh, but well, having all this diversification is part of the solutions that we can offer to the market, right? Mm. So just in case we cannot handle all the risk because we are, we're working with coffee and uh, of course the weather, uh, maybe something that happened with traffic, uh, with, with the logistics or on a strike or something that would happen everywhere uh, in Latin America. So part of this diversification is offering alternatives to, to, to be having the same 
standard everywhere in all Latin America. Mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> As you were saying, I'm going back a few steps, but you said about, you know, they get one harvest a year to do. And I'm sure a lot of farming industries probably feel a similar uh, stress or volatility. But looking at those farms that we went to yesterday and thinking, man, there's so many things that could go wrong, you know, or so many things that could affect the end product. And it's just phenomenal that you can go from all these steps to get to a cup of coffee back in Australia and think, man, this is this is so special. I think that's what's blown me away about it all. And the the power of like you guys in particular in Caravella controlling that consistency and that quality through every single step. And man, I, it's hard to even communicate how many like i can't exaggerate how many people and opportunities for for something to happen to go wrong that could happen through the processes that we've seen but every time we receive this coffee back in our labs uh back in our cupping stations in australia and they're just absolutely amazing blows me away (laughs) it really does it honestly blows me away that we can have the same great coffee year after year um, when, yeah, we've just spent the last few days seeing how volatile it all could be. Yeah, of course. There, there is also, there are things that we can control. Of course, there are things that we cannot control. Mm. For example, we were discussing about the climate change. We, we saw yesterday the effects mm. because, well, how the harvests are not concentrated, most spread, so every year is a little bit different and, and every year is, is, is more difficult because the climate change. So you're adding more pressure for the volatility, right? But in, in the things that we can control, uh, we do the best as much as possible. Mm. If we can interact and, and go more, 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 more for having more controls is a way to mitigate the things that we cannot control. Mm. So I, I, I got a, a philosophy in my life is that luck is when preparation meets the opportunity. So there is a 50% that you can control mm-hmm. that is being prepared. So if you're prepared for everything, you got the guarantee of having the 50% of chance of getting what you want. Mm. So this is something that I can apply and, and the whole company apply is being prepared for everything make as much as possible things to, to be prepared for the climate change, increase the controls, and try to contact the producers to see what has happened with the roads, with the first infrastructure, and, and see what is happening in, the, in other towns, for example. So as much as possible, be prepared. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. It's such a cool, cool way of doing it because at the end of the day, we, we are living in a world that's not just everything happens exactly the way it should happen. You know, things happen and it's important to be flexible and yeah. it's important to be flexible, but in a flexible way of going, well, I'm actually prepared for the flexibility. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a great way to think about it. Of course. And, and, and never you're, you're going to have full control of everything. Mm. So if you understand that you cannot control everything, but if you yeah, are prepared, so you'll be more flexible mm. because you're open to what 
everything could happen mm. and yeah that's that's probably a trick in my opinion yeah 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 it's a good way to be in life i think it's uh you know i think even of great sportsmen and stuff as well like you know the best can kind of handle any situation right they can be down a few goals and they're not worried they yeah. can come back they can they can do do what they need to do because of all that training that you know the expertise and the, the time and the hours that they've put in in the past brings them to any situation and makes them feel okay i can handle this yeah for sure and, 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 well you saw it in 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 the in the farm that we see the afternoon um well we cannot predict what is going to happen with the weather suddenly well uh, big rain came and yeah well and the family was relaxed because yeah. it's part of being prepared that well suddenly can can a rain come and, and yeah yeah It's part of what, what where we are living, and and yeah, that's fine. We are prepared. We got we how to control that. We know how to control that. Yeah, totally. Well, hi, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on All Things Coffee. We've really enjoyed it. Uh, also, thank you so much for showing us around Colombia. Uh, we have absolutely loved being on tour here with you guys. It's been very special, and we've learned a lot, and we've continued to be amazed by. You know the Caravella team and the passion and the dedication you guys put into everything you guys do. Uh, so we just want to say a huge thank you for having us. No, uh, thank you and thank you for having me. Thank you for having the opportunity to visit Colombia. You're always welcome to come whenever you want to come again. You're very welcome. You know it, it is really important for the for the producers to see what is happening with their cafes because, of course, well. Well, as we were talking about social media now they got more access to the information but but they are always have the expectation of what is happening with our cafes mm. and well you know how, how happy they were seeing you at the farm and having that contact so thank you for having me and and giving me the opportunity to share a little bit of, of the experiences in Colombia and of course representing uh, the feelings of the farmers uh, who are the most important in our business as well yeah totally Thank you, Jaime. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and hope to see you soon in Australia. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of All Things Coffee. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to rate us or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode. I'm your host, Alex. And until next time, happy brewing.